to Eyes to See podcast. My name is Brittany, and I am so grateful that you are here and listening to this episode, which is called Fuel Level Low. And um, I always like to start off with a question just to kind of keep get your mind awake and alert. Um, but are you the type of person that is half full when you look at a glass of water or a half empty kind of person? Or better yet, when you're driving your car next time, um, whether you're listening in your car right now, I want you to look at your fuel level and where are you at? Are you feeling good about your gas level? You know, like you know that you don't need to get gas anytime soon. Are you feeling a little on the low side? Um, But I want you to envision, when you your gas tank gets to about a fourth of a tank left of gas, are you in a panic? Uh, do you feel the urgent need that you need to get gas right away? That's your top priority. Um, are you feeling like you're empty and your car is going to turn off at any moment? Or are you that person that sees the fourth of a tank and think, oh, I'm so good. All is well. I have plenty of gas. The fuel light hasn't come on. And even if it does, I know how many miles I have before I really run out of gas. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) But either way, I have a feeling that if you are married or your future spouse for reals, you guys will be one or the other of these things. Um, and you will be the opposite. So years ago, and it honestly was like 20 years ago, I was driving home from, um, hair school and all of a sudden, uh, my car just stopped working and the steering wheel locked and I was on this really busy road and there was two lanes going in each opposite direction, but it luckily had a median in the middle that you could turn off um, if you needed to, obviously. And so I somehow miraculously was able to get my car somewhat turned a little bit in the pause of all this chaos uh, when my car just stopped working into the middle. So, you know, cars wouldn't hit my car. And right in front of this moment, there was actually this little ice cream dairy place. And I had to run over because again, this was the land before the good cell phones, I guess I could say. So I needed to borrow the famous landline and call my mom. And this whole time I'm thinking, oh, something's wrong with my car. It broke down. What am I going to do? How much is it going to cost? And (laughs) I quickly figured out um, that I had zero gas. And if honestly, to this day, I don't ever remember checking. I don't ever remember seeing a gas light on. I don't know. I I guess I just got to the point. I just, I stopped looking at to see. I have no idea what I did, but um, you would think that this this little lesson of mine that took place 20 years ago would have taught me a lesson of making sure I always have gas. And if it starts to get a little bit like fourth of a tank low, that it's time to get gas again. But no, no, I push it every single time. 
And let's just say it may or may not drive my sweet husband crazy. The poor guy. Um, but he's used to it, I guess. Um, he is definitely the opposite of making sure he's always good on gas. So um, I need to learn better to do that. But as I was driving again this last week, I feel like these last I don't know, these last few weeks, and I don't know, maybe if you guys can relate to this, but if you have like teenagers, I feel like you spend so much time driving them all around in your car. And I've heard this before, but now that we're in it, I feel like that's all I do in the afternoon sometimes. And so here I was driving again and, you know, I looked at my gas level and I, I knew it was low, you know, but the good news was, I wasn't worrying yet because there was no warning. <laughs> I didn't have the alert come on that fuel level low. So I was like, okay, I'm good. And then without fail, like it always does before, um, that lovely little warning light came on and was like, you know, there it was, fuel level low. And so here I was again in the same boat that I've done, I don't even know, probably hundreds of times. And I thought to myself, why do I keep doing this? I know I need gas. I know my car needs gas. I know I have places to go and things to do. And why don't I just take the time to stop and fill up? Is it really that hard? And why do I keep up with this pattern of pushing the limit? So while I was thinking about this, uh, the word came to mind, prayer and praying. And I thought, you know, my situation is a lot like praying. Am I filling up like this with my prayers? Is it a last minute deal? Do I pray only when I need help or when I have the time? Or again, do I just wait until the last minute to talk with God. And then that's when it hit me. Prayer is that vehicle through which our Heavenly Father fuels our lives. And because of that, He grants us His personal and undivided attention when we pray, which then makes our progression possible. And all we need to do is to fill up our lives is to ask God through prayer. So I thought a lot about this, this, like I said, this last week, and um, I kind of feel like just people and conversations that have been going on, there's a lot of worry and loneliness and uncertainty is happening more and more each day. And I don't think that is going away anytime soon. And so these are just some of those feelings that accompany the challenges of the human experience and living on this earth. Um, there's obviously things like old age. Um, you may have children that are struggling. There's natural disasters. There's suicide, questions about God, and even just as simple and not simple sometimes as just providing the needs of a family. And so there are challenges that are bigger than us, bigger than the advice we can get from the best books, bigger than the assistance we can get from people and programs, 
they are the obstacles for which God promised. And he said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And what I've noticed in my life and in other people's lives is that we may not find that our difficulties are taken away. But through prayer, we learn to walk through our trials with God. And then line upon line, we find that greater peace and hope and understanding because of his help. So prayer is that access that should fuel our daily activities every single day. And our Savior taught us that we should look to God each day for direction and help that we need in that particular day. But do we do that? I think sometimes for me, I, and sometimes I think we all fall into this trap with prayer that maybe we just get caught up in the same things that we pray for. And I love, I love listening to children pray. Um, If you haven't done that for a while, I encourage you to, to find a little friend and that, you know, and just listen to their prayers because their prayers are so heartfelt. Um, they really think about what they want to say and they're so simple, but yet they're so profound because they really want to tell Heavenly Father about their day. Um, there's a song that I like to think of, especially when the times that I have forgotten to pray. And it says, Air, you left your room this morning. Did you think to pray? In the name of Christ, our Savior, did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? Prayer can fuel those daily activities as a shield from temptation or a shield and from being able to help us in our daily activities. And it can be a rest from the weariness and fear and of uncertainty that happens every day. And it is that vehicle to change our night to day. And his light and love will become more fully in our hearts, will then lift us to stand and do what we need to do. Um, I love the author C.S. Lewis, and he described it in this way, that, quote, God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel our spirits were designed to burn or the food our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other, end quote. So we've always heard that there's power in prayer, right? But really, that is the truth. And through prayer, God will fuel our marriages, our children, our jobs, our decisions, our testimonies, our feelings, and as simple as this sounds, our goals. His fuel may come in forms of wisdom or courage or peace. And his fuel not only helps us with our problems, it helps us to be our best selves. Um, another person that I love, um, 
Elder Christofferson reminds us that it is because we can appeal to God for help that we need him each day so we can become better. I know that when we pray that it reminds us that we are all children of a loving Heavenly Father who gives us access to him every single day. And um, President Iring made the comment that it is not a matter of so much of which words to use. It is an approach to your Heavenly Father with the intent just to be recognized by him personally. He is the God above all, the Father of all, and yet willing to give his undivided attention to one of his children. End quote. Isn't that so amazing that our all-knowing, all-loving Heavenly Father will take the time to spend with us and listen to our prayers to him? Um, obviously, you probably can think of many examples, um, especially in the scriptures of God using his voice or the voice of his servants to speak to his children by name. And in all of these circumstances, each communication was personal. Each communication was special. And because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, those personal communications still continue today. They can fuel our remembrance that each of us has a personal relationship with God and that he loves us. And it can be both simple and profound. And President Gordon B. Hinckley reminds us just in a few short sentences, the following quote, you are in very deed a child of God. He is your eternal father. He loves you. You can go to him in prayer. He has invited you to do so. What a wonderful thing this is. He is the greatest of all. He is the creator and governor of the universe, and yet he will listen to your prayers, end quote. So it is that personal relationship with God that gives us that strength we need to weather these storms of life that we are all going through right now. And every joy is a blessing and every trial is an invitation to draw closer to our loving Heavenly Father and rely on His grace as we move forward on our journey back home. And so I want to just say that last part about prayer being the vehicle. I thought it was um, so good, but it says prayer is the vehicle through which He fuels our lives, grants us His personal and undivided attention and makes our progression possible. All we need to do to fill up is ask God. So I want you to kind of revisit where you are with prayers. And you know what? There may be some of you that are listening that um, have never prayed before or don't know how. And... I think the best way to start is just by getting on your knees and just having that moment of quiet and being reverent and almost 
of like a meditation and just really opening your heart to God about what is going on in your life right now. Um, I know sometimes when, when I've done this, that you kind of feel that maybe it's a one-sided conversation, but I can promise you, um, through my experiences that it's not, that God is listening to our prayers and he loves you and he cares about you and he will be there to help guide you according to his will and time. And sometimes that's the hard part, um, is it may not come on our time or the way we think it sh- our prayer should be answers, but it will come. And so don't let your fuel level get as low where you have that warning light when it comes to praying and talking with God, because I know that he genuinely loves his children and he wants to hear from you. And he knows um, what's going on in our world today because he knows all things and he knows how to help us each personally and individually if we just ask. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next time. Talk to you soon.